You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pork chops. Um, it's Monday night. It is, to be honest, it is the last day of school holidays. How am I feeling? Um, a little bit like roadkill. I think today was just the the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, is that this? Is that the right saying? Oh shoot! I haven't even introduced the podcast. Um, g'day, pork chops. Welcome back to Beyond the Likes. I am a battered mum of three, and you know what? It wasn't even the Christmas holidays. It was just the the tiny little two week school holidays. But I am destroyed. <laughs> To put it quietly, and I had like a two-day little reprieve up in Brisbane, somewhere in between. Um, so you know, I shouldn't be uh, having a. I don't know what I'm. What am I having? I'm just having a vent, you know. If you've been home with your kids for two weeks, you can probably relate. If you have been at work, um, I am jealous of you. I'm pretty sure uh, Ryan pisses off to work every day and it's like a small vacation for him. I don't know what it is at the moment. I don't know if it is the boy's ages. I don't know whether it's because I am trying to juggle a billion things at once. I mean, aren't we all? Uh, But I just, I really struggled I struggled with just like the the smallest, most mundane things as well. Like I struggled with trying to stay on top of the house and stay on top of the washing and, you know, do a shop here and there, but also entertain the kids and, you know, do some work in between, you know, follow up with briefs for brands and do this podcast. Like right now I'm doing it on Monday night. Uh, last week I did it in my car out the front of mum's group. It's just a juggle, which doesn't seem to be getting any easier. Um, I think if I've taken anything from this school holidays, it's that I will be putting more things in place for next school holidays, you know, like lining things up. So there'll be play dates where my kids can go to their friend's house and then obviously I'll return the favor. Um, it's all just been a little bit of a shit show, but we survived. We have come out the other side. It's Anzac Day tomorrow. Ryan is going out with his friends. They always do something for Anzac Day. They gonna do the dawn service. I told him if he wakes me or one of the kids up, I will uh, remove one of his testicles. So he knows to sneak out very sneakily and quietly. As you know, my parents have moved out. I have been trying to declutter our new house. You know, like normally when you buy a house, you know, moving is like about as enjoyable as a UTI, but moving into a house that is fully furnished with all of your own furniture, it's it's something else. And then you're living on top of each other for six months only for uh, those people that you've been living with to move out and just decide on the day, yeah, nah, fuck nah, I'm just just going to leave half that furniture here. Yeah, nah, don't think I'll take the piano. 
Yeah, the outdoor photoshop. Yeah, nah, just leave that here too. Uh, coat stand can stay. Lounge can stay. Yeah, the rug can stay. What the fuck? They are very lucky that they sold this house to me, uh, their own daughter, because that shit would not have flown with anyone else. Their furniture is not from Coco Republic. It is from, I don't know, I don't even know where they buy this shit from. Deep, rich mahogany. Anyway, I, once they were out and once they removed all of their furniture, I thought to myself, oh, it'd be so nice. We can finally start to make this place ours and I can get our furniture out of the garage. But no, half the furniture was here. So I, um, I actually ordered a skip bin. And it arrived and it's the size of like a small yacht. And in my head, I was like, holy shit, that's so big. Uh, I think I may have ordered too big of a size. I think it was 13 cube something or other. And I think most people, when they do like bathroom renovations, they get four. So mine's 13. And I didn't think I was going to fill it. And yet one day later... It is filled. Granted, somebody in my street chucked in an outdoor furniture setting, but uh, like, I mean, I'm not surprised because I knew how much stuff was left behind, as well as a few things and knickknacks that we didn't get a chance to throw out last in our last council cleanup. But wow, did that thing fill up fast? Yeah, wow. I think I think maybe I think maybe my parents are hoarders. Hmm. Like I found a a cupboard in their laundry and there was maybe 120 different light globes in there. Like Big B, it's a known fact that he hoards toilet papers, but light globes, I mean, why? And um, golf balls, so many of them, so many fucking golf balls. You know what else I found? Bags and bags of marbles. What, like, is marbles still a thing? Because to me, they're a choking hazard. So obviously I've been them all. Don't come for me. I did put a lot of stuff on a pay it forward Facebook page. Anything that was in remotely good nick, I chucked on that. People came and pick it up so quickly. I, I've met lots of lovely people and I've gotten rid of a lot of things. Like I love stuff that just goes to a new home. I do the same with a lot of my clothes. If I've worn them a couple of times and I'm not, no, I'm not going to wear them again. You know, if it's, if it's worth something, I'll try and sell them. Um, but if not, I give them to uh, my next door neighbours or my sister-in-law and I, I enjoy seeing them being used again. We do have a piano here, so slide into my DMs if you want a piano. I mean, I could bust out a few little musical tunes for you. I did actually have piano lessons as a young child, um, also clarinet. And then I realized that I preferred netball. So piano and the clarinet got the flick. But one of my favorite pastimes ever was lying upstairs in bed whilst my mum would play the piano. And she very rarely did it. I wish that she had done it more. It It is one of my favourite memories, aside from lying in bed with the windows open and it being peak summer and you couldn't have any of the blankets or any of the sheets on and all you could hear was like the buzzing sound of cicadas. 
I don't, I don't even know why I'm telling you that story. I've gone down a bizarre trip down memory lane, but it just reminded me because I used to love lying in bed, listening to sounds like listening to the rain outside or cicadas, or I loved listening to Mustang play a tune on the piano. So yeah, if you want a piano and you are prepared to get a removalist to pay, apparently they're a pain in the ass to move. They're like 500 kilos or something. I've pulled that fact out of my butthole, but they are very hard to move. I actually asked the removalist who came to pick up mum and dad's stuff. I said, could you please put it in the garage? Just just put the piano in the garage. And he goes, hundred bucks. <laughs> Sorry, what? You're here, like you're here moving stuff. But I, it's apparently because it's so heavy, and every piano needs apparently four guys. So yada yada yada. Come and take the piano off my hands. I'll literally pay for you to take it. (laughs) What else has been happening? Quick update on Bobby's iron. I have had Bobby on. I know I get asked this question all the time by mums from the gram. Bobby has always struggled with iron deficiency. Um, But the last time we went and got his blood work done, not only was he completely iron deficient, he was full-blown anemic. And so we put him on supplements for three months. And then we went and got his blood test done about three weeks ago. And Ryan and I were both saying I don't reckon those supplements have done anything because I can't explain it. I I obviously, everyone, you know your child best and you know their behavior, you know, you know when things are right versus when they're wrong or, you know, you know, if things are going wrong at school and they tend to act out at home and stuff like that. But when Bobby is in a low um, iron deficiency, his behavior is quite erratic. He can't seem to regulate his emotions. He, he, he's such a busy kid. So he like exerts his energy so quickly all, all throughout the day. And then he crushes at night, but his emotions are just like off the, off the charts. And I remember saying to Ryan, I, my money's on his iron still being low. Anyway, I went to the doctor last week and after being on supplements for three months, he is still anemic. And the doctor was like, what is going on? Um, so we were bang on the money. Parents, I don't know. I feel like they know best, but I, I really, really want to get to the bottom of why his body does not absorb iron. So I spoke to my GP he has been tested for celiac, but we're going to do the celiac test again. Um, we have now put him back on an iron supplement and we have upped his dose. So he's now taking seven mils of Multifar and I will drop back down to a smaller dosage after the first four weeks because that's quite high for Bobby. Um, but it's just like a big kick kickstart, or I don't even know what word I'm trying to say here, just a big like big like surge of iron to try and help bump his levels back up. And he's been on it for a week now. And I, I swear to God, the change in his behavior is, it's like, a, it's like a different child. You can chat with him. You can rationalize with him more easily. He is calmer. He, he's not so fidgety at night. 
he is, he really is a different kid. I, I don't know if I'm being helpful whatsoever now, but it is so worth getting your kids' bloods done, like their iron studies done. If you have a kid who, you know, are finding quite challenging and um, more often than not, like so many kids are low in iron. It's very, very common. And I always say to anyone who asks me, you know, like getting a blood done from a kid, it's not ideal, but it's, it's like a one minute short-term pain, long-term gain. And then you get a look inside, you know, what's going on. And they might have, you know, they might be deficient in a different kind of vitamin or whatever, or they might be deficient in some other aspect. And, you know, it could be playing havoc with their emotions, their hormones, all of that jazz. So I am a huge advocate for getting the bloods done and, you know, ruling out if there is a deficiency there. Um, So he's back on our supplements, already noticed a difference within the first week. We will get his bloods done again in three months time and maybe do some further investigating. I don't really know how much more investigating we go down. Anyway, I'll I'll keep you updated on the Bob's iron stuff. Um, I obviously almost died from a nearly fatal bee sting. Um, it was very, very dramatic. Oh, my big toe blew up, looked like I had gangrene going on at one stage. <laughs> I'm not allergic to bee stings, although maybe I am now. It was actually right after I recorded last week's podcast in the car. I had gone to pick up Kobe who had fallen down in the bush and cut himself and he was bleeding. So I swooped him up, carried him out like Patrick Swayze in The Bodyguard. And uh, as I was carrying Kobe out, a little bastard bee got me on the toe. And then I don't know what happened from there. You know, you saw the photos on Instagram and um, it uh, was not pretty. And I was actually in a lot of pain. It was throbbing and it was aching. It kept me up all night. I went to the GP. I was like, listen, I need some antibiotics. She's like, you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, no, I don't. She was like, yes, you do. And I was like, for fuck's sake, I hate, I hate taking up nurses and doctors' time. But she seemed concerned. So I had to, you know, take her seriously. And did I feel like a dickhead being in there? Sure. People were being wheeled past on like oxygen and life support. And here I am with a, like a big toe injury, but they were incredible. They, they did not treat me like a dickhead or laugh behind my back, or maybe they did, but they were like, no, 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 everything's fine. And I can understand why your GP sent us, sent you here, but, um, you'll be fine. Here's some oral antibiotics, which, um, is exactly what I wanted from my GP. Been on them, did two days, haven't finished the course. I'm a naughty girl, I know. Uh, but toe is feeling much better. It, the swelling has cal- calmed down, still looks a little bit manky. It's still kind of purple, but whatever. I also emceed my first event ever. And because of said uh, ginormous, big, swollen toe, I had to do it in Ugg boots. And... It kind of worked in my favour. I actually think that having the killer beasting story, you know, it was a great talking point. Here's Amy. She's our MC. Oh, wait, she's 
she's turned up in Ugg boots. I think everybody thought I was joking when I said I had to come in Ugg boots, but I legitimately could not fit my fat foot into a single shoe. Not a shoe, not a sneaker, not a slide. My only option was a thong Haviana or an Ugg boot. And I will be damned if someone was going to stand on my, um, you know, my gangrene toe. So Ugg boots it was, but it made for a great talking point. It, I opened with uh, the Killer Bee story and I am, I, I don't love public speaking, but I really enjoyed emceeing. And I think it's because when you're the emcee, you're kind of just the glue, right? You're, you're not like the important part. You're just the glue that like glues all the big speakers together. And so that's what I did. I jumped up, you know, it was a bit touch and go there, guys. Wasn't going to make it. Almost died from a bee sting. Taking the piss out of myself. That's that's what I'm good for. Um, and then I introduced a speaker. And then I got up and, you know, it, it was so much fun. But I had also had a few champagnes. So in between the second and the third, I think I when I've had a few champagnes, I like to ramble on, kind of like this podcast. I, I enjoy just monologuing and telling stories. And somewhat, sometimes I segue into a story this way and then I go right and then I go left. And I've told like the roundabout story, but I've also told you a little bit about my family tree and like the shoes I bought yesterday. And you had two glasses of champagne. Obviously I kept it, you know, to a minimum because I can't get like wasted as an MC. but I, I had two glasses of champagne. It took the edge off. And then I was just talking absolute codswallop. Like I was just going on and on. And I started sharing random facts about my sex life whilst I was pregnant. And I think, I think I overshared a little bit, but you know, I got some laughs from the audience, whether it was with me or at me, people were laughing. And that is all I wanted. I wanted people to have a good time whilst, you know, whilst listening to me ramble on. And then I introduced the fantastic speakers and that was it. So uh, let me know if you want me to MC any of your upcoming gigs. I am the woman for you. Okay. Can't promise that it's going to be professional, but professional, in my opinion, it's kind of boring, right? <laughs> Has MC'd one event. Just tell me to shut up. Okay. I am going to love you and leave you. I have, so I'm going to tell you about some of the guests that I'm coming up, that are coming on. Jenny's coming back on. I have an obstetrician coming back on, a male obstetrician, which I think is going to be so interesting. I have a midwife coming on. I have a mum who is coming on. Her her son has autism um, and anxiety disorder. She's going to share a little bit about her story and about her son's diagnosis and all of that stuff. I have so many interesting and wonderful guests coming up. I just needed this school holidays to end. So I can kind of get back into routine. I can get back into the studio. We can start doing things more professionally. And then, you know, I'll put a better game plan in place for next school holidays. I say that, you know, I'll probably be recording from my car again, but um, we'll make it work. Rain, hail or shine. So I will love you and leave you. Thank you so much for just being so understanding of life and this podcast and sometimes it's great and other times it's probably a little bit messy and I know that the majority of women that listen to this podcast and men are you know mums probably doing the juggling act like me so you probably can relate and you get it 
and I love you for still being here and for tuning in and to all of the people who send me messages, you know, talking about the podcast and telling me how how much you love it. I appreciate that so much because sometimes I'm like, who even listens to this? But I can see there's like, there's thousands of you that listen to it. So it's really cool and I'll keep doing it for as long as you want to keep listening and just know that I love and appreciate the support and you guys are the best. If I had a birthday party, I would invite you all, okay? And and then I'd MC it because I'm a professional MC now. Um, have a fantastic week. I will love you and leave you and I'll chat with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.